Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. This is day 12 of season 99, and it is a day that Amanda and I are taking on each other, which means we have not in any way discussed this yet, and we will be live scoring it. So you will know immediately which of us has won, if either. Indeed. This is the 21st time we've gone up against each other. I am currently in the lead, 866. Right. Our first question asks us for the title of a classic film noir, which is also an insurance term. Right. And notes that the uh, feature of the insurance policy that the insurer pays twice the policy's face value uh, if the insured dies accidentally. So with twice part in there, um, that immediately brought double indemnity to mind. Um, and it's one of those titles that is nicely sticky because of that. It has that sort of technical aspect to it, and it has kind of a rhythm to it, too, that um, makes it memorable. I have not seen the film. Um, I want to say it's a Hitchcock movie. Is I that right? I don't believe so. I no? could be wrong. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking of something else then, I guess. Um, but yes, I, uh, immediately thought of double indemnity. Couldn't think of any reason to put anything else down. Yep. Uh, I have seen it okay. a long time ago. It's got Fred McMurray, uh-huh. later of my three sons. And I want to say Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. Uh, as sort of the femme fatale. Mm. Um, but yeah, one of just the absolute Mount Rushmore of film noirs of the time. So I also said double indemnity. I gave you one point for it. I gave you one as well. Fair. So it's one to one, as Brooke Burns would say. Question two asks us for the name of a Hawaiian pork dish that means to bake in the ground and is similar to the name of an unrelated liqueur. So my first thought was poi, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that doesn't sound like any liqueur that I can think of. So I kind of bounced it around in my head and tried to come up with something that's a liqueur that sounded Hawaiian. Mm. And for a long time, all I could really think of was gin, and that didn't really sound right either. Um, Just kind of based on my limited knowledge of the Hawaiian alphabet. Like, okay, these are letters that are actually in the Hawaiian alphabet, I think. Ah, okay. Uh, Not 100% certain on the J, but... uh, Or the soft G, at any rate. So just kind of kept letting it bounce around in my mind and just coming back to the, it's got to be a liqueur. Don't, don't bother trying to think of Hawaiian food terms, you know, cause you know, <laughs> four words in Hawaiian. Um, and eventually, uh, just sort of letting random syllables bounce through my head. Uh, I landed on Kalua and I thought, okay, that is, that is a liqueur. It is unrelated to baking in the ground. Uh, it, Sounds like it could be Hawaiian, probably not with the H in there. I'm not sure whether they use a silent H in any of their words. Uh, but so I'll take that out and I'll say K-A-L-U-A, Kalua. Okay. Um, that was very similar to my reasoning as well. Um, with the added fact that I know I've seen at least one um, food show about this particular um it's, I guess you can call it, it's weird to call it a dish because it's an entire pig. <laughs> so it doesn't really fit in a dish, um, but it's um, one of the traditional parts of a luau, I believe. Mm. 
And I think I may have had this kind of pork. Um, I went to a Hawaiian restaurant in San Diego when I was on a work trip uh, several years ago. And either it was on the menu or I had it or, you know, that, that kind of made it a little bit memorable as well. Um, but it took me a while to come up with the term, uh, just thinking of, um, you know, the sounds involved. Like I had to, this one took me kind of the longest of the day to decide on because I had to think of like the, the liqueur side of it and that dish side of it where it's like, I know, I know this one. I have to let my working memory clear out, let my brain, you know, go through the possibilities a little bit. And, you know, once I hit upon the fact that it's served at a luau and the lu sound, I was like, I think there's the lu sound in there somewhere. So what could I figure out that's, what's a, you know, liqueur that has a loose, oh, Kahlua, Kahlua. Yeah, this is called Kahlua pork. Um, and uh, I know that it's, uh, in this case, spelled without the H. Um, so I also put down K-A-L-U-A. And that was correct. You got two points for that. Oh, you got three. Yeah. Lucky you. I, I would have threed me on that one as well. Absolutely. Question three asks us for a program of educational materials that is called Hooked on What? Phonics. This is this is a pretty Pavlovian one for people of our generation, I think, mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of a, it was almost a meme before there were memes. Like yeah. it, it was um, just kind of a a silly and dorky attempt to get people to or to get you know kids to learn the sounds of words, and um, so it became a little bit of a. a thing to be mocked not like horrendously but kind of mm-hmm. um uh, affectionately in some ways because it, it had these kind of like infomercial like ads on tv as i recall mm-hmm. um and till so, yeah this is uh uh one i that i knew cold and i assigned a zero to you Fair. um because uh, i was dead certain it was phonics yeah i also gave you zero for that yep uh, so it is now four to three Okay. And I will, uh, I will tell the story of our friend Travis, mm. who uh, very early on registered the web domain hop.com. Oh, yeah. For no good reason other than it was a short one and memorable. Right. And at some point he was approached by a, you know, what appeared to be a random person who wanted to buy it from him for what was a decent amount of money for a web domain at the time it was this was like 97 98 maybe oh yeah if that late um and he sold it to them and only later found out that it was hooked on phonics <laughs> who was buying it because that's their initials amazing um and he probably could have held out for rather more it was oh yeah uh, I, I don't remember the exact domain? number yeah. but it was it was uh i remember at the time when he told me and this was after he had discovered it was that it was actually hooked on phonics. I was like, yeah, that's an insultingly low amount for them to pay you for that. Yeah. And looking back on it from 20 plus years later, an incredibly insultingly low amount. <laughs> uh, but the, the follow-up punchline to all of that is, uh, as I was remembering this after I had submitted, I went and checked whether they still have it. Uh-huh. They don't. It's Air France now. Oh. It just redirects to Air France. Weird. I have no idea why. Wow. Yeah. 
a short hop flight or something like I that. I guess maybe, but yeah, I don't know and why they in particular. So his business is called Hop Studios, is it not? Yes. After that, I assume? I believe so. It is hopstudios.com, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that was the origin of that, and he had already gotten rid of it by the time he founded that, wow. that business. That's, I don't think I've ever heard that story, yeah. uh, or at least not in many years, um, if you've mentioned it before. I also think it's very amusing that Hooked on Phonics, which sounds like it's mm-hmm. spelled with an F, yeah. was hop.com mm-hmm. for a while. All right. Question four asks us about the four freedoms as identified by President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt in a 1941 message to Congress. It tells us... Two, two of the more freedoms of speech and worship asks us for one of the freedoms from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that popped into my head was want. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the second one, I was pretty sure the second one was fear, but I went with the first one. I was pretty sure that freedom from want was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was what I went with. I did the exact same thing and I assigned you two points. I assigned you three because I figured that was one that maybe you had slipped uh, slipped past you in history. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. a huge thing in most history classes. Well, th- I think maybe the key to it for me is that there are a series of Norman Rockwell yep. paintings yep. that illustrate it, mm-hmm. and I think the freedom from want is the Thanksgiving table-looking one. So, you know, with it having the big turkey that's mm-hmm. being presented by uh, um, grandma yeah. or grandpa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's pretty iconic, and I know that yeah. that's one of the Four Freedoms paintings. I think I saw a thing about that particular painting recently, and it wasn't that. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, that if, if it wasn't, then it certainly could have been. Right. Uh, it's definitely from that time period and of that same sort of ilk. Right, right. So, yeah. All right. It is six to six. Ah. Question five asks us... For the hip hop pair that starred in the House Party movies, uh, and so this is another one that's very Pavlovian, and I debated between this one and the uh, um, the phonics one <laughs> for my zero and one for you. Yeah. Um, but these were famously starring Kid and Play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a very uh, Gen X friendly uh, set of questions, I yeah. think, and. Yeah, the, this is just, again, there's no real way other, you know, into this one other than just knowing about those knowing films. Knowing kids play, yeah. Um, and the two of them were very, you know, had a very, um, these days they call it like a brand image because mm-hmm. they had the particular hairstyles yep. and kind of just, I don't know, you just really like recognizable. Yep. Um, I'm not sure I could tell you like a song of theirs necessarily off the top of my head, but these movies really made them very well known. And yep. so, yeah, I, I put Kid and Play with an ampersand, which I assume will still huh. be judged correct. Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, I know that, uh, yeah, that sort of thing would make, yeah, I, I sorry, I, I debated whether it was Kid and Play, Kid and Play. Whether I needed an apostrophe, but then I figured, no, he never worries about punctuation. So I'll just say, kid and play. Sure. And that that was correct. As Mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, we both are correct. And what did I get for that one? Uh, You got one. Fair. You also got one. Yeah, between film and pop music, I figured 
and in Gen Xness. Yeah. I, I knew you would do that one. Yep. All right. So it is seven to seven. Ooh. Question six asks us, uh, who is the real life person the character Dill in To Kill a Mockingbird was modeled after? Gives us some further hints about uh, who that person was. But you see Dill, Kill a Mockingbird, real life model. This is Truman Capote. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, it sure is. It's just, yeah, um. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I think I learned this much after I'd read To Kill a Mockingbird and, mm. for that matter, In Cold Blood. Well, same. Um, but, yeah, this is just one of those kind of, uh, hey, did you know that, uh, that comes up every now and then and sure. you know, is, is a trivia thing. Yeah, I I had sort of been uh, hoping that you wouldn't latch on to this one just in the sense of, but, <laughs> you know, it's the kind of thing that you will never escape knowing as a New Yorker reader, so... Right. I had that going for me, which is nice. Um, but also, as a spy magazine reader, <laughs> it, it's Capote was one of those characters in that New York literary scene at the time um, who was famous for his kind of wacky behavior, mm -hmm. as I recall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if wacky is even the right term for it, but he was a little bit unhinged, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yeah, I, I, you know, again, I was hoping you wouldn't necessarily be able to pull the name quickly, but reasonable. Uh, um, but yeah, I also put down Capote. I, I, I also was kind of hoping that maybe that was one of those ones that was just like <laughs> just different. Of like, you, you would be be like, wait, was this Tennessee Williams? Mm -mm. Wait, was this uh, uh, who's the guy who wrote uh, Tom Wolfe? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it could could have been anybody, but yeah, I would have had to think harder. Actually, the one that I tend to um conflate him occasionally with his Norman Mailer. Right, yes. Because he also is famously badly behaved on the mm -hmm, New York literary mm -hmm. scene and yep. um and also gets made fun of by got made fun of by Spy magazine a lot and um really it, it's hard to uh overestimate Spy's influence uh, on a young teenager and a young woman. <laughs> Uh, piercing the pretentiousness of oh, yeah. um, these great towering literary figures sure, sure. who are just jerks. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. gives you a little bit of feeling like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to take them with the utmost uh, seriosity. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always appreciated that about it. And kind of almost in that proto-feminist way, like it was never right. um, explicitly you know, get a load of these MEN, but it, you know, it, it was there implicitly of just mm -hmm. like, you know, these windbags. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Reasonable. So, um, so that means. We both beard it. And we tied. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not yeah. the first time. We've done it at least one time before. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, well. That's as tied as you can get though. Yep. I think did we even assign each other? I guess we did on a couple of questions. Assign yeah, slight, points. slightly different, but I think it was mostly. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you brought your beer up here. Oh hell yeah! Oh, um, mine's out in the car. Rude. <laughs> um, the the only I I kind of thought maybe you would whiff the Kahlua one, mm. just because it that was one of the toughest ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I thought maybe like I said the Truman Capote just because there's so many mm -hmm. uh, badly behaved New York literary guys that yeah. could have been. So. Right. But yeah, I kind of had a feeling on this one. Yeah. When did you get yours? 
when did I get my what? Oh, my beer. Uh, I went out to CVS and got uh, some candy for our advent calendars. Okay. And I picked up a, a, um, a black cherry polar seltzer. Oh, nice. That's one of my faves. While, uh, while we were at Yo-Yo's? Yes. Okay. While you guys were at yeah. yeah, yeah. Having I, fun at the uh, indoor jungle gym yeah. and arcade. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of the earliest days that I've ever submitted. Really? Uh, because I... I did it when we came back from the bus stop. Okay. Because uh, I wanted to get it done real quick and then go oh, grocery sure, shopping because sure. you were off. You were out oh, for a walk. Yeah, I, I wanted. And I figured I could, I could, I could zag over there, get the other stuff, and then, as it turns out, I forgot to get it. <laughs> After I got all the other stuff, I was a third of the way back, and I said, "Oh, son of a!" And turned around, wow. went back, got it, came back. So uh, more steps for you. But but I yeah. drove. Oh. <laughs> I had that to drive. Too. That's I right. It was very rainy. It was earlier. it was rainy, and I couldn't risk you coming back mm-hmm. and seeing it. Yes. I stashed it in the fridge, the uh, the garage fridge. Oh, you better. So that's be way more lucky. I didn't see it then because well, I sometimes I, look out there. I stashed it in the vegetable drawer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. With I thought the... I was very clever putting mine in the door of the car. Reasonable. So see that. Reasonable. Now I have to go get it out in the garage because yep. I didn't know we could just have that here. Well, I had to hide it. Yeah. So. So, so that's, that's it for today. That's it for today. Yeah. What are we going to say? Uh, tune in Tuesday for more post game analysis. Uh, follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels now. And remember don't forfeit, don't cheat. <laughs>